And now for something completely different. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, for those of you foolishly expecting something worthwhile, get ready for something completely different. Kind of like the non-secretors we start off each one of these shows. You know, there are a lot of stories in the news today, but uh, since the blow-dried set on a multitude of networks are all over them like white on rice, from here on, uh, I'm going to be focusing on something completely different. That's the whole idea. By actual count, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is our fifth podcast, and I have to tell you, the task is daunting. If you want to do it right. Despite 10, 11, 12, 15, 50 plus years in uh, radio, TV, and about uh, half that time as a writer of all sorts of things, commercials, books, articles, whatever, uh, podcasting is a real challenge. How so, you ask? Well, I reply, in uh, broadcasting, uh, the, your choices were simple and limited. As a DJ, now referred to as air talent or unemployed, you work for a station that played, what, top 40, hard rock, adult contemporary, country, soul, classical, whatever. Whatever whatever the format, your job was to play the records. At most stations, and I worked a lot of them, you'd be handed a playlist. These were the songs that you were to play in order as listed no exceptions. It was all timed out to fill the hour, and if something uh, unexpected happened, technical glitch, news bulletin, firebomb, and you screwed up the timing, uh, you were provided alternative tunes to fill the time to the top of the hour. See how that worked? In other words, you had no choice. <laughs> if in your creativity, you thought the weather or current events or you got lucky the night before, or just the time of day made some other unlisted song more appropriate for your audience, tough. Sublimate your creative brilliance that will dazzle your listeners or risk getting fired for failure to follow station policies and procedures. I was fired several times. Entertaining the audience was always a lot more important to me than following some playlist when the next song on the list sucked. I got to tell you, if you never thought about it, a lot of songs that sucked got to be hits anyway. Take anything by Hall & Oates, please. Like most of the people in management, program directors don't like to be told their taste in music sucks or have their orders contradicted. For me, it was always a value judgment made on behalf of the audience, not the program director's ego trip. Even with the growing reputation for being hard to manage, Part of my uh, personal file I was actually kind of proud of. A few PDs thought it wasn't a problem for them. The other qualities that I might bring to the studio were more important for ratings than for the station making money. So I was hired to perform at some of the biggest stations in the country. And at this point, you might be thinking, so what? Didn't you say there are 800,000 other podcasts I could be listening to right now? Yeah, good point. What is the point? Well, first, you may be someone who has had the questionable distinction of never having heard me before, anywhere, or read anything I've ever written. Since you're here and listening right now, that would strongly indicate 
your luck has run out unless you hit the stop icon right now. Okay, assuming you're still here, suggest you're willing to take the risk. Good thinking. Now, along with the getting to know me part, uh, what I've just been blathering about is to get to the subject of these podcasts. And yes, Virginia, there will be more of them as long as we keep paying the electric bill. Podcasting presents different challenges than being a DJ or a talk show host. There is no playlist. There are no control freak program directors or consultants telling you what and how and when to do something or else. It's all you, baby. Or in this case, it's all me, baby. And since very few people do this just because they have nothing else to do, just like a real broadcast talent, you want your audience to get what they came for and get it better than anyone from anywhere else. With those 800,000 other podcasts allegedly in existence, the challenge is formidable. But a few, Joe Rogan comes to mind, have pulled it off and very successfully. Now, I, I, I have no wet dreams about becoming the next Joe Rogan. If anything, uh, even approaching that level of success were to happen, it would be, as they say, organically miraculous. I'm not opposed to success. I mean, maybe that maybe it's just because I've already received my success merit badge with the coveted nomad cluster from repeated moves to major markets. I'm I'm happy and a bit startled that we're on the iHeart platform since that company fired me twice already. But we're also on a bunch of other outlets with the guts or desperation to make us available to an unsuspecting audience. All this having been said, the next logical question is, okay, I got an idea of who you are and where you came from. But why are you here? Are you running for vice president with Ross Perot? Since you're not trying to be the next King Kong of podcasting, what's the point of me squandering my valuable time listening to you? Those are excellent questions. I'm glad I thought of them. First, I can assure you I'm not here to an overdose of altruism. You can get that from your minister, your rabbi, or professional liberals anytime, anywhere. At my advanced age, and without getting too personal, I can truthfully say I will never see 39 again, or 47 for that matter, and I cannot drive 55. So from this perspective, and thanks to the objective introspection required to air intimate elements of personal philosophy, I discovered an inner sense of urgency. To quote the late Lawrence Welk, time is running out and we haven't even played the polka yet. Now, I understand only Stan Freeberg fans of a certain age will appreciate that oblique reference to Wonderful, a Wonderful, uh, one of Freeberg's parody songs from back in the late 50s. You can Google it if you want to appreciate the relevance. But sometime, well, actually all the time, is always the enemy. And I'm going to end this programming catharsis with a quote featuring Humpty Dumpty in Through the Looking Glass. Now, you, you, you've read that, right? It was the sequel to Alice in Wonderland by Lewis Carroll. Here's the quote. When I use a word, Humpty Dumpty said in a rather scornful tone, it means just what I choose it to mean, neither more nor less. So there's Humpty Dumpty through a looking glass. Or the Biden administration defining recession. Or inflation, or hair sniffing, whatever. So America's president has morphed into Humpty Dumpty a fictitious character who had a hard time keeping it all together and ultimately failed, as we all know from the fairy tale. I bring up Joe Humpty uh, here as a kind of preview, forward promoting, they call it, our next something different. 
As you may know from our previous romps, we've had some fun predicting who was going to replace the old dog-faced pony corn popper. If you missed those feeble attempts, they're all available in the archives. And while I'm not, uh, I'm not yet inclined to scuttle my own hypotheticals, I have come into possession of theory that, if true, would blow my predictions out of the water big time. It's a way for Democrats to lose the embarrassment of Joe Sniffer before 2024. Hell, maybe even before next week, without anyone, you, me, anywhere, casting a vote. Ah, you exhale. Another conspiracy theory. Nope. We've been through all that. You can hear all that jazz in the archive shows, too. This is more of a hypothetical narrative with enough scintillating truth and compelling facts to support the idea it could actually happen. Now, you could probably say the same thing about flying saucers. And what do you know? Looks like they're really out there. So give me a couple of days. Uh, I'm going to get it all together and make it as comprehensible as I can. And I'll share it with you next time. We need to talk about something completely different. This is it. So until then, make sure to visit my website, brianwilson.net, and make sure to sign up for Frantic Alerts hyping our next pod. Try buying a couple of my books, Eat Your Veggies, Practice Social Distancing, and Safe Sex. They're almost mutually exclusive. Call your neighbors, tell your friends, tell them there are now 800,001 podcasts available for their listening pleasure. Now for something completely different, we'll return when you least expect it. And we are member FDIC.